be my guess. Maybe, maybe. Okay, I'm going to start streaming at my audio at fake11.com forward slash radio one or fake11.com forward slash stream one. Let's make sure that's working here. And uh, let's see if that's working. Looks like that's working too. And it's not breaking up. Okay. Now, the only thing I'm not getting at the moment is I'm not seeing the chat and I'm not entirely clear that any chat is happening. It's kind of strange. Okay. I'm streaming on my D live, which doesn't get much action, FacoTube and my YouTube. I usually turn off the YouTube. And when it's, uh, when we start talking about certain things and, uh, I do see the chat. The chat is flying by here. Yeah, I see it now. We're back on. And I'm also going to be handing out wrenches, like five minutes of fame. There's now a moderator, Tim Osman, the, the evil twin. He gets a wrench. Wow. Yeah, well, he earned it. He helped us track down a predator. So. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, I see Osher, PGH, Mike 1, AJ206. All right, great, great. A lot of people are piling in here. And again, I'm handing oh, out wrenches. Fascinating. Okay, great. A lot of faces. A lot of people have been here since 2017 are just popping in too. Oh, wow. Well, it's really yeah. good to get cross-promotion. I really, from what I understand, the only way to get new listeners to any podcast is cross-promotion. Because at, le at least you're going to get people that are interested in what you're talking about uh, as opposed to a random person from God knows where. So I'll open up my phone line so they, they can call in and you should obviously be able to hear all the calls. So if anyone wants to call in to the the FACO tube, Fakeologist show number, it's 810-666-1984 and just press 1. And it should go through. I'll just open up my phone. So if anyone wants to just shoot the breeze or, or chat, they can. Excellent. Excellent. I just, I'm dispensing wrenches like crazy now. I have 44 people on our YouTube channel and I'll put the number in uh, my chat as well if you want to repeat that. Yeah. 810-666-1984. I don't even, I don't even, can, I don't even think I can type in your chat uh, for some reason. <laughs> Okay, that's interesting because I guess it's your restream console. So the only way I'd be able to type in is I'd have to go to my YouTube. So I guess I go to my YouTube, which is fake11.com forward slash YouTube. I think it's YouTube one. That's, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm actually using my my uh, YouTube in order to hand out wrenches. Of and, course, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah this so, is so mine is fake11.com forward slash YouTube one. That's my YouTube channel. I don't normally bother with it because it usually gets censored or shut down. So there's, there's the phone numbers. I can type them in. Are they coming through on your end? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm getting the number out there. All right. And I'll, right. I'll, I'll pin that number at the top of my chat. So I'm pretty sure if anybody wants to call in, oh. I'll look at the top of the YouTube chat and you'll see the number pinned. Okay, I have 
one person watching. I don't know if that's me. <laughs> All right, we're just doing some severe cross promotion here. Well, welcome, welcome, everybody. I guess I can't share my screen unless you approve it, since you are the owner of this call. Yeah, if you attempt any screen sharing, I'll definitely approve it. I, I, I'll whatever so if it gives me a prompt. Yeah, but okay. when I first started the Infinite Plain Society channel, I went to other channels specifically just to cross promote and bring our audiences together, and just you know, kind of, we kind of had our own. Um, corner or the internet for a while where it was kind of open-minded top uh, discussion on things and we were able to productively cooperate and grow channels you know mutually but then it got very hyper competitive and all the witch hunts started and nobody wanted to help anybody out it's really kind of like that still today okay there we have it your screen's up there so oh, i see that oh perfect i don't know what that uh, donate paypal qr code is, is that mine or yours uh, that's mine. I just set it up. It, oh, okay. It and you could put that QR code for any link at all. I was just testing it. And oh, nice. So there's a on the on the far right besides the beside the chat um, box. It says QR codes. That's new. They just yeah. added it. Yeah, I have. The, I don't have that because I'm in your system, so I can't add that. But uh, okay, I've se I did see it once. So I'm in your. I mean, I'm as I'm as a your guest, so I don't have all the normal controls. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, it looks like it looks like everything's um, working smooth here. PGH Mike says, "I found both you guys and assumed your gender through cross contamination." We cross contaminate our. What is this? I mean, <laughs> I think John Stewart called Fox News a cultural pathogen. I think that's kind of where we are as well. This is this is the tip of the spear as. Um... As Rick says, Rick, um, Esoter Rick, he's in your, in your Discord server. I turned him, I, I recommended you to him about six months ago, and now he's, um, listening to you full time and in your, and in your server and in your Discord server. So he's a super fan and he does a show on my, um, audio chat once a week and, uh, refers to IPS almost every show. Yes, I see a lot of esoterics work in our Discord server. Uh -huh. And for people who aren't in our Discord server, um, even though it looks like, as the Daily Beast put it, they said they're, quote, shit posting into oblivion, but nothing gets missed. And all of the intel, all of the valuable information ends up being put into my Minds account and it gets discussed live. So if we're not live discussing things here, it still gets you know put into our general pool of knowledge. Yeah. And I put one of your... Anytime I have a, a show that I really think is one of your best, I put it on FacoTube. And I've got uh, the Goo Blood, Goo Rain show from a couple days ago or last week. And it's already got 443 views on FacoTube. And it's only been up a day. So for a, for a pretty small site, FacoTube, that's pretty good. I've, I've noticed too that some of the clips you've been sharing are getting a lot of traction. Like the one that you shared that had my discussion of James Cameron, Titanic, and the 9-11 predictive programming. Uh, that one got a lot of traction. Yes. So, for instance, here you go. You've got it. You posted this on Odyssey, and you have 400 views. And looks like we got a caller in her now. 
if I can answer the phone. Hold time, 10 seconds. Fakeologist, what's your first name? Where are you calling from? How's it going, man? This is uh, Jeff from uh, Arizona. And Jeff from Arizona. You're talking to the fakeologist and to Mr. IPS himself. How's it going, man? I, I do think we have we have made it to the moon. I do think we do have the technology to go back. I think we're just having to close that uh, technology up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I don't think you find uh, you're not going to get too many people on. You, I don't think these two hosts agree with you. I don't believe well, the moon landing was anything other than a movie. Um, I mm -hmm. think that the entire space program is a replacement religion for the masses. I don't think they're literally going. In fact, I would say that space travels Masonic allegory for higher states of consciousness. I'm not on the same page as far as believing we landed on the moon. No, me neither. I think uh, if you want, uh, if you want to get any into the nitty gritty and detail, one of the first places that I learned about all this stuff is cruiseforum.info. That's not a website that most people I hear uh, in the truth scene ever refer to, but I will continue to promote it. So cluesforum.info and go look under. Go look under what's the best section. Okay, we've got Apollo and more moon hoaxes, and that one is 97 topics and 10,000 posts. You dig into here, Mr. Uh, Mr. Arizona there, I think you might change your mind. I doubt it, man. The, the, I mean, okay. Because that, whatever they had back then, that, that means they must have had a really good CGI because they, that's, that, that looks better than any CGI today. It wasn't CGI. No. Apollo no. 11, that was definitely film. And I think that the film quality back then was better than what NASA uses today with CGI, uh, back when they had you know Kubrick-level aesthetics. They don't have that anymore. But I don't think it needed to be CGI. I think that standard movie special effects can explain it. The 500 event where Dale Earnhardt died, and then right after Dale Earnhardt died, that's when September 11th died. Are you telling me that that was... That that was as well stage event. What 9-11? Dale Earnhardt, where Dale Earnhardt died, right after Dale Earnhardt died, 9-11 went down. I recall. I, I recall okay, I'm, I'm not into NASCAR, so I don't remember that, but okay. I haven't looked into it, but as a general rule, if there's something that has some sort of symbolic or predictive value, it's fair game to say it's fake until proven real. If it's fakeable, if there's yeah. some sort of political it's utility, auto, I don't know. For sure. uh, every, everything is just on auto hope. Absolutely, I think it's the best way to go when it comes to the media. How you long? Know, have, that, that, you, you sound like an older gentleman, Arizona. How can you do? Can you tell me how old you were when the moon so-called Ohio never happened? It, that was just CGI. No, well, hold on a sec. How? What? What age category are you in, Arizona? I saw it on the news, therefore it didn't happen, yeah. all right? About how old are you, Arizona? doesn't matter how old I all am. All right. Now, let me bring this up. Um, we're not saying that because it's on the news, it's fake. It mean, We're saying that if it's on the news, it's suspect. And right. due diligence would say, let's reality test the claims. Anything they can make in the movies, they can fake on the news. That's a rule of thumb that I follow. And when it comes to Ohio, movie special effects explain it. You don't have to assume 
that there were even real chemicals. That's just, to me, that's taking a leap of faith. I'm a total skeptic. Entire Ohio thing is just just to get our minds on Ohio until Trump gets his head wound on uh, on uh, August the fourth. Yeah, I I don't think so. But you know, Tim, I think your Arizona, your Ohio analysis was really good. I I really don't think anything happened there. I think we, I think all the footage is just what they filmed or extra stuff they filmed. For that movie, and it makes more sense that absolutely nothing happened there, and you were just looking at video of most, the movie set. Most of the, most of the Amish farmland is out there. You don't think that the you don't think that the government has the means to poison you know the the most pure pure unadult, unadult, unadulterated food in, in the U.S. Yeah, but do they? Uh, we don't. I don't. I don't get it here where I am. They don't sell it to me. So yeah, shop at Costco because you're a nice, good little slave. But but for other people that like to have okay. you know better better food quality, okay, that's probably that's true. I I was at Costco today. Were you watching me? <laughs> Let me ask Arizona a question. Okay, uh, do you believe in do you believe in climate change? I, I know you shop at Costco. I know because they have good they have a good value and you know they have good, really good meat because it's been sprayed with USDA uh, chemical agents, you know, to kill all the good bacteria. Yeah, I know Costco, they have a great deal. So I mean, there, there's there, there's no reason to shop, you know, at Amish Amish farms, you know, because I mean, Well, if I had an Amish farm nearby, I would go to it actually. Uh, no, you wouldn't, because Costco has better deals. Okay. Well, you you seem you seem to know everything. So, uh, any any more questions, or you just want to argue? I'm just saying. I mean, I think I but, think what happened there is what happened there is, is is true. Because I mean, there are people reporting about the water quality. Wait a minute, okay. Jeff. Jeff, if that was true, why isn't Greta over there? Why isn't Al Gore talking about it? It just seems like only the right wing cares about it. And I actually think that this is a up to make the right wing go full Greta. Yeah, I like that. Um, I like that theory of yours, Tim. That's good. I heard that. Listen, trust the plan. Trump's coming back. He's going to save the United States once once he's in power. Well, why didn't he save it when he was in? Because he's just waiting for the right time. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I, Tim, Tim, this is where you can go into your hopium spiels because I think it's most appropriate. Yeah, one of the things that I realize they do is they make you think the world's going to end, so you need a savior. Like, oh, we need someone to save us from the catastrophe. But I'm saying these catastrophes aren't happening. You don't need to be saved from the deep state because there is no deep state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is the whole thing is deep state. There's no good government, bad government. The whole thing is just one big juggernaut, and they sell it to you with a friendly face, like Trump, or they put a you know a different spin on it. But it's all coming from the same place, like. Woody Harrelson is not some kind of rogue to the system. Uh, he's just putting out more, I think, more partisan sci-war drama. Yeah, that's true. I mean, no, nothing, nothing that happened over there was real. I'm just going to continue going to Costco and Walmart to get my food. All right. Well, Amish country is a long way from Arizona. How do you, how do you get your beef? Well, there, are, there are some memberships. There are some Amish farms. Amos Miller, you can look into it. That you can, uh, they offer membership fees. Yeah, they, yeah. I have had a meat membership before. I've had a meat share before. So I, I agree with you. It's, it's a better way to uh, go for sure. Don't worry, about, don't worry about the food quality in the United States. It's great. You know, just keep keep 
keep keep shopping at Walmart, keep shopping at Costco, keep shopping at this place as well. You know, they contaminate the rivers near all yeah. the country. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's all right. Well, thank you for calling, sir. Thanks for the call. All right, there, yeah, goes, raises, there goes Arizona. little combative there. Well, I, I understand where he's coming from. He's erring on the side of what well, he just caution. Like, let's assume the worst is real. And we're assuming it's fake until proven real. And this is where you have this bifurcation of reality where half the population thinks the world is about to end. Well, for the, I mean, this is what they create on purpose. And so he thinks that we're not taking the reality of the situation seriously enough that we're not worried about this stuff because we think it's all just a psyop. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have been accused because of my views on 9-11 that since there probably is no way to verify any of the videos that were presented as real on 9-11, that we are just covering for, or I am just covering for everything is fake and therefore um, they could have done anything. Um so I see I see the problem that some people have with that viewpoint, but it is the most logical. And before the Ohio event, I hadn't looked into it and I wasn't listening to your show that week, so I was kind of out of it and I didn't even know what they were talking about. But after you broke it down, I thought that is the most logical thing, that they were just shooting footage for the TV show and they just represented different aspects of it as real and that's pretty much what 9-11 was and when it comes to white noise even the mass media every single outlet commented on the eerie coincidence of the movie white noise becoming real in ohio and everyone writes it off as oh this is just you know art imitating life life follows art and i'm like you can't explain this away with cliche uh, there's a concerted message here and the message with the movie White Noise, I think, is the title White Noise, meaning too much misinformation makes the main character apathetic. And the other part of it, I think, has to do with the role of Ohio being the heart of America. Yeah. And yeah. that movie was like a remake of National Lampoon. The main character looked exactly like Clark Griswold, Chevy Chase. Yeah. And I think what they're doing is they're killing that idea of Americans, nuclear family, driving across the country. They had to kill that. Yeah. Did you actually watch the movie White Noise? You, did you suffer? I did. You suffer through it. Good for Linda you. Curtis in Discord highly recommended it, so I watched it, and I thought, God, this is so terrible compared to a lot of other movies I've seen. But I watched it because I knew it had predictive programming value, and I'm glad I watched it because of that. That's what I do. I do opposition research. Well, that's dedication. Anyone that could sit through a, re a, a Netflix movie for research, that's pretty good. <laughs> Hats off to you. So you watch it so I don't have to. Thank you. <laughs> and look, I've been taking notes and every single Netflix show has a, a strong female taking over for the toxic male that runs the place, whatever movie it is. Yeah, the male's the idiot. Yeah. Always. And he's always got this this uh, toxic masculinity um, mentality. They, they're just implying a lot here. And I think it has to do with we're being prepared here in America specifically for a female president. Actually, did not um, Dick, who said that? Um, who was asked that? Oh, I have a clip on FacoTube where someone asked Gerald Ford that question. You remember? I think you may have played that or uh, I, somebody else played it where someone asked. So here it is right here. In 1989, I'll play this clip. 
October 18, 1989, in West Branch, Iowa, Gerald Ford, the 38th President of the United States, shared history with students from across Iowa. The visit was part of a conference on the role of former presidents in American society, sponsored by the Herbert Hoover Library and Museum and the Gerald Ford Library and Museum. Here's how these students took advantage of a rare learning opportunity. Thank you very, very much. It's a very high honor and a very great privilege for me to come to West Branch and to participate in this conference, which is being held here at the Hoover facilities. Mr. Ford, what advice would you give a young lady wanting to become President of the United States? <laughs> well, I hope we do have a young lady at some point become President of the United States. Uh, I can tell you how I think it will happen because it won't happen in the uh, normal course of events. Either the Republican or Democrat political party will nominate a man for president and a woman for vice president. And the woman and man will win. So you'll end up with a, a president, a male, and a vice president, a female. And in that term of office of the president, the president will die. Mm -hmm. And the woman will become president under the law or constitution. And once that barrier is broken, from then on, men better be careful. Because they'll have a hard, hard time ever even getting a nomination in the future. But that's the way it's going to happen. And I uh, think it'll probably come sometime in the next uh, four or eight years. Wow. Well, he's off by a bit. But I think he's, he still has time with uh, the current administration. That was an awfully specific prognostication. I know. I know. Did you see that clip before? I heard I heard the audio of the, the the last bit of it before, um, but hearing the entire thing and watching him, he's talking to these children. Yeah. That makes no sense. It makes no sense that he would even posit such an absurd scenario. But now it's going to happen. It's so specific. So I think I still think we have time. He might be off by thirty odd years, thirty three years or so. But um, I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, nice, nice there and. When I say I think we're going to have a female president because of Netflix, I'm just pointing out that everything in Netflix precedes what they put out in the news. And I can list a number of shows where it's the same pattern. The most recent one was actually on Amazon. It was called The Rig, about oil riggers. And a female takes over to shut it down before Gaia uh, blows up the earth or, or purges us somehow. But the main theme here has always been that the patriarchy or the male has to go. And I'm like, well... Predictive programming always leads to an outcome in the, quote, real world. Therefore, I have every expectation, either Kamala or Nick Haley, but does, they're going does, there now. Does Kevin Costner come in and sell his Correctix? Correctix? What was it called? Correctix to clean up the oil? Do you remember that, part, that story? Uh, no, fill me in. Kevin, Kevin Costner? Yeah, with the BP oil spill, he was selling some chemical to neutralize the oil in the Gulf. I think it was Correctix or something like that. Let me look it up on presearch.com. I don't use the word okay, Google. But this, this stands out as very interesting to me because 
Avatar 2 is one of these movies I've focused on recently because it ties into this bigger environmentalist agenda. But if you watch the movie Avatar 2, you're just watching Dances with Wolves. In fact, uh, in, this, in the movie Dances with Wolves starring Kevin Costner, there's a scene where the, the natives are appalled that the white men killed all the buffalo and left all the meat. And just the flies were just you know, on these things and they thought it was, an, it was like an atrocity. And in the new Avatar movie, there's a scene where the oppressive capitalists who came down to Pandora kill these big whale-like creatures that are like big buffalo that are a huge part of the water people's um, ecology. And I'm like, this is exactly like Dances with Wolves. They, they do this all the time. And for Kevin Costner to be involved in environmentalism is one of these real-world tie-ins that they use in the movies where they emotionally connect to an issue and then the actor does it in real life. But interesting uh, correlation there. Yeah, I'm just looking for... I just remember the name of the chemical that was called Correctix. In this case, he had a $52 million centrifuge. Boy, centrifuge is big and hot and heavy in the uh, the world of PCR, is it not? And this was a five-ton centrifuge used to separate water from oil and spit out clean water and save the oil. How convenient. Now, how would you exactly apply that to the Gulf of Mexico? I think you might be there for quite a while. <laughs> Unbelievable. And the timeline yeah, goes as far back to the production of Costner's film Waterworld. Costner starred and co-directed the science fiction film, which tanked, good word, at the box office when it was released in 1995. Okay, wait, but Avatar 2 is called Avatar 2 the way of water. And uh-huh. like I said, it has this, it has this dances with wolves, um, kind of like they, they took some scenes. And it, again, it's not a coincidence. The same story. Avatar 2, way of water is a cross between probably Waterworld and dances with wolves. But I, I like just pointing out how you'll see these actors will have a very powerful role to awards for. And then later, they'll attach that to a propaganda message. Oh, here it is. It's called Corrects, corrects It. Corrects It. Uh, okay. Well, we got another caller in there. Can you hear the ringing noise on your end? Oh, yes. Loud and clear. Hold time. Ten seconds. By the way, Gerald Ford's four to eight elections, not four to eight years. Right. Did he see? Yeah, he said, we said four to eight elections, not four to eight years. Okay. Okay, caller, who's calling and where are you calling from? And turn down your radio. Okay, caller, who's calling and where are you calling from? Oh, that's me. Hello? Yeah, can you turn off your, turn down your radio like they say in the old days? And who are you and where are you calling from? Hello? Yeah, can you turn off your, put him on hold till he figures it out. Correxit is a product line of oil dispersants used during oil spill response operations. Da, 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 da. It was used in unprecedented quantities during the 2010 Deepwater Horizon oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. So there you go. That was what they actually used. They didn't use Kevin Costner's centrifuge. Well, be on mute. Okay, there we go. Yeah, you're back. You're back. Thank you. Go ahead, caller. Go ahead, caller. Where are you calling from and what's your name? 
Yeah, I can't hear anything on my phone, so I'm just going to hang up, guys. Okay, hung up and call back. That's fine. I think that might have... Okay, here he is calling back. All right. Hold time. One minute. Fifty. One seconds. Hello, caller. Where are you calling from and what's your name? Go ahead, caller. Little problem with the phones tonight. Interesting. You can hear yeah, him. Yeah, reminds me. Yeah, I heard him the first time, but uh, we've been talking about climate lockdowns as the next step that they were preparing us for. And I posited that even the 2020 lockdowns was just to train the world for eventually locking us down for you know, climate control reasons. And in the last few days while driving, I've been getting messages that one of them was... Uh, I think it was like pull aside, stay alive, dust storm coming, you'll lose your visibility. I was advised to pull over and press on my brakes to keep the lights on. And I'm thinking, wow, dust storms are normal, but they're framing it like it's some kind of new event. And was that during the windstorm where they had a shelter in place in the schools that you were talking about on one of your shows? That was two days ago. And this one was today. And same traffic lights went out. And I'm thinking... There's no way our infrastructure is that flimsy where a little wind shuts it off all of a sudden. And I, I think it's either deliberate negligence or sabotage where they're in a coordinated way shutting down our power and then pointing at climate change. And this is all tying into this Gaia Worship Avatar 2 World Economic Forum. I think it's fake. I think it's contrived. I think you're right. Caller, can you hear us? Caller in her? Can the caller in or hear us? No. And there he goes. Caller in or gone. All right. One of the reasons I wanted to get in touch with you because I heard you were falling on some difficult times in your um, living arrangements. So, oh, yes. Um, yeah. And, and that's, I was going to say, thanks for setting me up with that, that Vite wallet and, and also um, yeah, the whole thing. Okay. Another caller in. Hold time. Six seconds. Caller in or your first name and where are you calling from? Thank you. You fixed it. I can actually hear you guys. Okay. I didn't do anything. I think you fixed it. Let me just. No, no. A lot of people called and you having problems. You must add a a, a volume off. um... Okay. Go go ahead. What's what's your name and where are you calling from? I'm good. Hey, Willie. Five minutes of fame in the chat. All right. And I am a big believer in most shit is fake. And what? I am a believer in most shit is fake. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, good. You came to the right place. Although we don't Uh, mind arguing with people in Arizona over it. You got me from Tim. We're all, you know, we listened to Tim for years. I love the guy. Oh, Tim is the best. um, And just, can you just let me, um, I just wanted to tell Tim and you and all the listeners about um, how I decided to support Tim and how I try and support content creators all over the place that I think need support. And anyone who enjoys a show, just like reading a magazine, they need to they need to support oh, independent content creators. And what- I said it all. I drop I drop PayPal donations to all the people I listen. Listen, my cable bill is now two hundred fifty dollars. I probably watch three channels of drivel. For maybe an hour a day. Yeah. Well, I look at it like a magazine subscription. How is that worth ten dollars? How is that worth ten dollars a day? But then somebody who you listen to for four hours. Yeah. Well, that's how I do it. 
I agree. Yeah. I agree. If Tim is putting out four hours of content a week, then he should get the appropriate compensation from whoever can afford it. Now, not everyone can afford it, but anyone who can afford it should help pay for those that can't afford it. And I know, I know that's not really yeah, socialism. No, if, if you have a PayPal, yeah. and somebody you listen to has a PayPal, and you throw them a buck and a quarter, it doesn't sound like much. All right. But and you know what? If the guy has 1,200 listeners and 2% of the people you're think so like right. you, the guy, the guy could pay his phone bill, buy a coffee twice. And you know, right. Nobody's getting rich. Nobody's getting rich. But it's a big inspiration if you put... 40 hours in a, a week, yeah. uh, a month, let's say, streaming, and you wind up getting 300 bucks right. for your donations or, or stream. Uh, yes, that $8 an hour for doing something you love makes it very much easier to make another episode. Right, and if you I don't do want to use PayPal and you don't want them to steal $2,500 out of your account if they don't like who you're sponsoring, that is why I am trying to promote an alternate an alternate currency and an alternate way of expressing value, not as an investment, just as a way to transfer money. So I am recommending oh, Epic Cash and they sponsor Faco Tube. And okay. just to, to prove that the, that the guy behind promoting Epic Cash, Uncle V, who I do a show with once a week on Tuesdays, is serious. I told him about uh, Tim Osmond. I'm not sure he listens to IPS. And I said, listen, I set Tim up. I recommended Tim set up the Veet wallet because the Epic Cash wallet is still an alpha. Is this a, is this an app? Epic yeah. Cash. Yes. All you, right, I'm gonna get it. I'm downloading get, it. You can get the Veet wallet. This the Veet wallet holds all kinds of cryptos, including Bitcoin and Epic. Mm -hmm. And everyone knows how to get Bitcoin. So once you get Bitcoin, you can two step it over into Epic Cash because the transaction fee. For me to send Tim one Epic coin costs 0 .007 Epic coin, so it's almost free to send, and Tim gets all the money. He does. We don't have to give twenty percent. Yeah, to right. It's PayPal. like, it's like you, ever, you ever you ever try to send somebody twenty dollars on Ethereum? Yeah, I haven't even tried, but I know they have high well, transactions. Yeah, okay, let me tell you, about six months ago, they wanted $875 in fees to send $20. No, things did get out of hand with the, the transaction fees on Bitcoin and I guess Ethereum. But Epic Cash is different. It's what Bitcoin wanted to be 20 years ago. So Epic Cash is starting out fresh. It's, a, um, it's, it's growing by leaps and bounds. And I think Uncle... Vigilante, who is the one that I do the show with on Epic Cash, I think he sent uh, a decent donation to to Tim. And just so, yes, Epic, just so Epic Uncle Epic uh, can say uh, thanks specifically for that. I got that uh, hundred or so tokens, and it's very helpful because I'm in between places at the moment, but not letting this uh, momentum we have go. We're keeping yeah. the main. That's another thing we love schedule. about. That's another thing we love about Tim. That he has a regular crappy job like the rest of us, and he still does this, and he still doesn't fall for all the mass media hoopla. Like, I was thinking, right? I'll, let me just get this thought out, because that's why I called. So there's this Agenda 2030 thing, right? You yeah, know, I talk about that all the time. In, we don't have to get into it, right? No, I and, love the topic. I love it. There's, there's a lot of bylaws and crap. Well, first, everything about it is wrong, because if we elect politicians to represent us, 
who are they to subcontract leadership positions and rules and mandates and crap to, to a third party? Go fuck yourself. That's a, excuse <laughs> my language. But yeah. honestly, we didn't vote for you. So, you know, uh, the only solution in my American brain is rope. And I'll leave it at that. But anyway, yeah. one of these bylaws is, oh, if there's a toxic plume of gas or whatever in this 2030 agenda, then they scoop you up. They don't compensate you for your land and they put you in a 15 minute city. So let me ask you a question. How obviously easy to fake would it be if you just made a whole bunch of trains everywhere? There's big giant chunks of Amish farmland and, you know, cattle farmers. <laughs> or if you did a movie like the year before. And you, just blow up, you just blow up a propane truck uh, tanker, yeah. which is just clean, you know, cleanest burning yeah. gas we yeah. have. Yeah, that's right. Say it's. Say it's vinyl chloride. Yeah. Maybe hit maybe hit the zip code with a little harp buzz to kill all the birds. Yeah. And now you're like, listen, seventeen million of you have to move to a fifteen minute city. I like it. And then you know you're never allowed to go back there again because it's toxic. Right. And they keep doing this in big chunks. Next thing you know, we're all living in fifteen minute cities and people are screaming at us, the, the wild people are screaming at us from over the wall. Yeah. There was no pollution. There never was pollution. Yeah, just we're ask uh, ask the babushkas at Chernobyl how bad are they growing a third arm? No, they wouldn't leave. No, but let me tell you, there are three yoke chicken eggs, which has to make a hell of a deviled egg, man. <laughs> well, I'm allergic well, hey, to look, eggs, so uh, I don't eat eggs. There's a, a Nick Cage movie called The Humanity Bureau from 2017, and the premise of it is humanity's been locked down because of radioactive waste, and then escapes and gets some instruments, and he finds out, oh, there's nothing to be afraid of. There's no contamination. It was a false Yeah, it's like perfect. And you know what? I just thought of that, and I never seen your movie. But Tim, the way they popped into your movie is the same way. This this mind control conglomerate will make a movie about everything and say, "Oh, that there was a movie made about that. It can't be true." Uh, yes, it can be true, and it can happen after a movie is made about it. White noise. Look, we have a great example to point at, and they mainstream this one. You can tell anybody. Hey, look. You might think I'm crazy for pointing out predictive programming, but now the mass media is. Only they're going to call it. No, so it but. blew up. It blew up. I mean, they're talking about it on like Glenn Beck and crap. And Glenn Beck is like conspiracies for babies. You know what I mean? If if your baby could read had a conspiracy line, it would be with Glenn Beck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He's the one that like makes you think. Wait. The government could lie to us. That's the that's the big the big the big epic paramount apex of the episode of Glenn Beck is the government may be lying to us, and I think they are. We are so beyond that. It's like yo, I don't even believe it's true because they told it to me. Right. They have such a proven track record of being liars that I would. If you started telling me the truth now, I can't believe it. Yeah. Hey, man, thanks for calling. I got another caller in, or I got to take this call. I enjoy. Thank you. And uh, once again, it's called Apex. Epic Cash. It's on the screen right Epic, now. Epic right Cash. Here. My mind is like that. Epic, Epic Cash. I'm going to download Epic it Epic Cash. Join the Veet wallet. Go to fake11.com, fake, fakeologist.com forward slash donate. All the links are there. Or yeah. fake11.com. I got to hit, hit up Tim first. I'll hit you after. No, no, go for it. <laughs> Fake11.com forward slash Epic One. And that's a page that shows you how to buy Epic. 
and how to get your Veet wallet there. And Thank you. Little things. Okay, thanks for calling. And we'll take this call here. If Okay, we missed that one. It'll come back. Yeah, so it's a very fast, very smooth way to send value. And here comes Hold another nine, call. Nine, this is the same call. Minutes, 11 seconds. Hey, call. Just did you call back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I'm trying to get to the Manduzel hotline. All right. Hey, hello. Where are you calling from? Oh, man. Sunny Utah. Oh, Sunny Utah. Nice. Absolutely. Say hi to Tim Osmond. The other Tim Osmond, the one that the. Oh, right. Stole, stole my name. Yeah. We, we've had chats we've before. Had chats. No, oh, I yes, heard you. Yes, yeah. Sorry. This is good. Last time we spoke, it was actually face to face at a uh, taco place in Albuquerque. Wow. It, yeah. Yeah. I bought one of his uh, paintings he did for me. Um, Are there not enough pseudonyms in the world that you guys couldn't have different names? Seriously. Um, he was, yeah. see, I was very provocative at the time and that was his end to like the flat earth community kind of like oh, okay. jolly rogered me. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, this is a reunion then. Oh yeah. No, there's, there's yeah. no hurt feelings. We've been, we've been cool for years now, many years. Oh, that's good. Well, Tim, Tim well, Osmond you know, was the one uh, who... You, uh, you weren't the official, but you were somewhat like the one of the main voices of the people critical of flat earthers, and everyone is afraid to talk to you. And just for speaking with you, people accuse me of being a quote shill. And I, I think what you brought into the conversation was a level of intellectual honesty that was lacking. Not that I think you're right on everything. I don't know, but for the most part, I'm just saying there was a lot that needed to be really looked at closer. And at least you brought that. You weren't a troll. Just for asking questions. Yeah, and and really, I think it's simply put that they don't know the history. I mean, we've known each other for probably I don't even know six, seven years now, or at least of each other. And um, the one of the first things you did, you were with Bob from Globebusters with like seven hundred people watching, wow. fail doxing somebody um, that was supposed to be me. It was some guy in Denver. And uh, Bob from Globusters and him were like, they were basically send, saying to send like um, glitter bombs and, and all this stuff. It was, it was really good because I was actually the one who created this fake anonymous video that I just snatched from something else and then put like, oh, it's this guy. <laughs> so then like YouTube and some of the dumb flat earthers I give the link to and it spread like wildfire. So yeah. That was one of our uh, first big interactions, actually. <laughs> okay, wait. Uh, that you're talking about the failed docs where we thought we were doxing you, and Bob helped up. I got that from Antonio Super Rats over Skype. Yeah, yeah, because it really originated from me. That ended up um, basically YouTube. I think I did it in like Globusters or something, some anon anon fake uh, sock account basically got the link out and then well you still there all right I okay th they, thought it, but, well, they thought it was this guy yes yes so. antonio superettes leaked it to me and then uh odd tv messaged me and apparently he drove by that guy's house thinking it was you that's how seriously <laughs> they want to come after you 
That's great, dude. Yeah, I mean, the the history is so rich within the conspiracy cult or culture, however you want to put it. Um, what? Like, what happened just, with just Flat Earth, back. though? They've had so many years. What? We we haven't got anywhere with the whole idea. Yeah, there's just not there. Is it one of those things we just can't prove either way, and we just it's just a stalemate forever because we know the people that yeah. could prove it to us and could make a point. The ones with all the technology. Other than that, uh, how are we going to make a case that it's not a oblate spheroid? Without this is this is where we get into the, the whole fakeologist, the whole Tim Osmond, the whole JLB shtick. Right. right. To me, it's a shtick at this point where okay. we're gonna basically uh, deny pretty much everything. So if you can say to me that you've seen every you know, million of images, millions of images and, and videos and stuff from space, from Himawari, from all these different satellites. And, and basically you're just able to say prima facie, basically, well, things are fake. You know, uh, the, the media lied to me one time. Therefore, basically we don't know what, we can't trust our eyes. We can't trust our senses. We can't trust what they're telling us. So <clears throat> basically you're on the premise of everything's fake um, and there's 32 gigabytes full of little 100 kilobit images from um, all the Apollo missions you can go look through. Yeah, and, that's a lot know, of fakery, I know. Like, oh, a shadow's off. I'm still okay so, with know, it all being off. fake, though, aren't you? You're okay with it being fake? Like what? I, I'm okay with them being able or... to pump out that kind of volume of fakery. If that's all they do all day long, it's... But that's worldwide, man. And and usually I don't like to bring in the, oh, but you're saying millions of people had to be in on the COVID hoax? No, it's not like that at all with, with the shape of the earth. It's so okay. objective. You have to deny everything like the two celestial points, how the sun rises and sets, how it doesn't change in angular size, how everything works on the globe. You guys, I mean, and I know that you don't really take that position, but flat earthers have to deny everything and then take their information from the shills, like the biggest internet shills on earth, like Mark Sargent. And I mean, look at, look at the status, the state of flat earth at the moment. Well, yeah, it doesn't seem to advance. Jake Burton says, this guy is my favorite curvert. (laughs) So I guess. (laughs) Like that's that's what we're talking about is like under 80 IQ people that are just basically (laughs) you're, you guys have conspiratainment and they're entertained by it, and that's why you guys don't progress. There's only a couple hundred people at max. I mean, really, uh, IPS started the hottest ever. Like, he was a, a thousand uh, people watching, and I understand there's bands and all this. Yeah, stuff, he was. But he still really, is. Really, it's the message. You don't get anywhere in life when you're just like, oh, you point at things and you say, oh, they, they lied one time, therefore everything's fake, and I have to question everything. It's like... It, We'll question everything regardless if you know that they lied or not. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say that it's an auto hoax. Okay. It's silly. It's, I, I think it's a bad position. And I think that's, and I've told JLB, I've told Tim Mosman before that you guys shoot yourselves in the foot because you guys are some of the smartest, most intellectual people that I see. I see people like Grand Theft World. I've heard you uh, donating to No Agenda Show. I know where your mind's Did at. Did you hear that today? But like, Oh no! Did you? Yeah, I was. I, I, I've, 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 I've lapsed for the last couple of years, but no, I, I get so much out of that show. 
Oh, me too, man. See, yeah. I like the their uh, approach to it because I came from the Jeff C's. I came from all this craziness right. on, you know, and, and I like that approach where they're not like everything's fake. You kind of have almost two people. I think that's what you guys need is a counterbalance to be like, well, you know, what evidence do you have? Like, because it, it just, it doesn't get anywhere. It has no predictive capability at all to say that, you know, likely things are fake, you know? Well, Tim, I, Tim Osmond, you can speak to that because I I'm an auto hoaxer, so I. Yeah, well, look, I make a, a mark me guilty. I make a point. I make a point here to always make a distinction between what I believe and what I know, and I would contend that most people believe that they have the right answers, but they don't actually know it, and they don't ever make that connection there. As in, it's never actually challenged. They never question these things, and the question if the Earth is round is just asking, do you really know it's what they say? And even if you walk away saying, I don't know it, it's a belief out of um, habit or consensus, or I can't debunk it, you're left with that lack of 100% certainty. And I wouldn't go so far as to say the earth is flat. Unequivocally, I would say that you have room to be shaped if you're not going to trust them on this big, almost inconsequential question when it comes to your day-to-day life. And your only evidence to show you that there is some kind of a ball that you're on and that the land is constrained, therefore, and we are in their system, would be a curve. And all we're asking is, you know, show us the curve. And when the, we're the shown images that, that are, you guys have been shown it though, over and over and over again, and you just don't accept it. Just like the space videos, you can say, oh, the millions of images and videos, they're all a hoax, even though I've not seen ninety nine point nine percent of them. Okay, fine. But then you say, well, we're just looking for the curve. We're, it's been seven or eight years, and we're just looking around. We just can't find a curve. The sun sets, the sun rises, the moon rises, the moon sets. Everything works perfectly, but we just can't figure it out. And I think it's, I think it's just childish at this fucking... All right. Okay, well, I think the evidence in support of the curve is bad science fiction. Me too. Like, show me something better than bad science fiction, and I'll be happy to agree. But when they do show me things that are obviously bent like the whole red bull jump it's like well if the truth was so plain and obvious you wouldn't have to bend it and i think we have plenty of room to um say we have reason to question these things and as far as uh you know the the earth under a dome and the 13 clues of mark Sargent, yeah a lot of that is obviously nonsense uh, a lot of these questions that they ask like would a plane have to dip its nose like obviously some of these things are just kind of silly but it doesn't take away from the essential fact that we have to take a leap of faith and trust what the screen presents. And I'm saying, just because I'm not trusting the screen doesn't mean I'm betraying my intellect. Quite the contrary. Trusting the screen may actually be that betrayal. 777 says, no one, no, yeah, no one is on about Flat Earth until Timmy calls, like back in 2019. So I, I don't think anyone wants to really be talking about it. I just thought, I, I know I brought it up, but it just seems like we've got nowhere over since when this came on the scene in 2015. We haven't, we, we haven't advanced anywhere. We're sort of, we could go right back to 2015 and be in the same place. We just, we just don't have any knowledge. We just don't have any evidence either way. It's just, I, if I did a show on Flat Earth every day, I don't know what I'd be talking about. But to answer your question, what happened with it, in my opinion, from my observation, it got mixed in with biblical literalism and a lot of grifters with Bibles using yeah. that as their framework. 
And I'm like, that's anti, they went straight anti-science. They even said it's anti-science. Mark Sargent was like, we're at war with science. And I'm saying, no, we're at war with fake science, distorted science, but we're not rejecting the scientific method. If the earth isn't what they say, it's the scientific method that would reveal this. Did you, did, did you ever interview uh, Mark Sargent? I spoke with them, I believe once. I, I believe we did. It was uh, quite a while ago though. And I don't think we covered anything all that interesting. It was just yeah. kind of a... He's, a... he's a fun guy to chat with, but he doesn't really offer anything concrete. Um, I, I know I was taken in for a while by Flat Earth Clues, and I was apparently the first one to phone the number at the end, and I was just playing around with Skype, and I had the... I wanted to see if uh, everything worked that day, so I was kind of surprised he answered the phone. We did an interview, so that was... Uh... And he's still talking about this to this day, but... I think he has opinions on other things, but it's just hard to believe that it's interesting that someone can still be talking about this day in and day out all these years later. Well, Mark has done hundreds of interviews and every single interview is essentially, what's your backstory? And he explains how he came across this idea and it's always about his backstory, which I don't find all that Hold interesting. Thirteen. Yeah. Tim, I didn't hang up on you actually. You were just there and actually the line was still there. But here's Harmon. Harmon, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Everything's great. How you doing, Tim? We got. Uh, I'm doing very great, Harmon. Thank. Uh, good to hear from you. I saw some of your comments on my last live stream. We got uh, Tim hooked up with the the Veet wallet, so we can uh, support him with Epic. Yeah, I heard you say that. You know, the thing is, we still lose everything though when you had to convert. You know, like you say, we don't, I hate it thing on right now. It's early in that you do the PayPal. They take, I don't know how much from me, Google, you definitely don't want to give it to. Right. But then when you have to get the, the Epic and you, then you, if you're going to actually cash it out, you got to cash it, turn it over to um, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. Then you got to take it out of exchange. They're still going to take their money from you. They, we haven't got away from that yet. No, that's true. But on the other hand, if you're just giving, if you're just sending Epic and they don't do anything with it, it, it obviously it stays intact. But yeah, anytime you cash, anytime you make leaps from currency to currency, including fiat, everyone takes a piece. No doubt. Yeah, they, and they take whatever they want. I hate that. Anyway, that last caller, what an idiot. I'll tell you. I don't care if you and him <laughs> had a face-to-face and he bought one of your arts. That's bullshit. Yeah, I didn't hang you know up on the Tim Osmond with a, with an S either. By the way, so I was, but I think some of the uh, audience was was had had enough of the debate. But I know Tim and oh, Tim go way back. I'm kind of surprised. I mean, um, you're saying there is no proof. I mean, all you got to do is shout, I'm Tim. I've gone to the simple as you can see Mount Kanagu. There is no curve. There's just end of story. You know, if you if you can't accept what you see, then you're never going to accept. And the anything. fact that no engineering firm, when they build things, take take the curve into account either. That's just no, assumed as flat. So, yeah. oh, they don't assume it. They just they take they take the measurements they have. Right, and, and there's not, no curve in the story. But didn't you, you watch? Know? Didn't you watch uh, William Shatner go to space, or maybe uh, Richard Branson? Did you watch those launches, the billionaire space race? Bezos went to space. Did you watch any of those? Yeah, do it yeah, without a cut. Yeah, I watched them. And it's also, all and it's also badly faked. It's not even good fake. And actually, uh, just some of the stuff I was watching on—I don't know if you, Tim, or someone else hooked, uh, 
draw my drew my attention to Jake the asshole, and I was looking at some of his uh, North Korea is fake video that he made five years ago, and he was just showing how bad the 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 video is of the so-called ICBM buster missiles coming out of the ground. It's just really bad stuff. And all the NASA stuff is just still really inferior quality compared to just your straight-up iPhone. The only real stuff they had back in 1958 to 67, they had Project Manhigh. And that's when they were taking the balloons and taking them in up in capsules to see how high they could go. And Kittinger was the one who did the highest one. And his supposed Bumgarner was the one who broke Kittinger's record. But the thing is, Kitten back in the, the Time magazines and everything have the articles in the early 60s. And they're saying after 60,000 feet, mm-hmm. everything became dark above them. And it only like they had <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to find the, uh, the video of the missile coming out of the ground. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah let me point this out. When... When you look at the rockets launching from North Korea, these are supposed to scare you because they're nukes and all that. Yeah. It looks just as fake as every single Blue Origin launch. In fact, it looks specifically like Blue Origin sells their used rockets to North Korea and just spray paints them all of drab. Same shoddy special effects. To attempt an attack on the United States, guess what? The United States is ready with a missile intercepting system. You see, we got this here hole in the ground. This is Jake the asshole. Did you do you follow Jake the asshole? Because I, I haven't really followed him in the past. I know he's a subscriber of mine. He's used a couple of my uh, graphics for the Demar Hamlin event, so we we do keep in touch. He calls off often as well. Okay. Uh, maybe he'll call tonight. Uh, but he does. He's done some incredible work on debunking the NFL. Like yes, uh, I think he, he went irreparable harm. He went viral uh, last time. I think or I hate to use the word viral, but. He had some million view shorts, I believe he was saying, with the Demar thing. Yeah, yeah, he really nailed that whole series. And anybody who thinks sports is real, JLB has a good video on the Super Bowl score that kind of indicates it's entirely scripted and it parallels the Australian equivalent of a Super Bowl. But anyway, uh, yeah, go ahead. I haven't seen this particular video you're sharing. And we can do a little something like, like this. We can shoot us a rocket out of our hole in the ground. <laughs> yeah, did anyone notice if you watch in slow-mo, the rocket comes out above the flames, but it doesn't seem to come out of the hole. It looks like a bunch of fire coming out of the hole. And then if you look above the flames, suddenly a rocket appears. It's magic. <laughs> it's as if they shot some fire out of a hole and then CGI'd in a rocket. Like, screw them. We'll show them a model rocket the first time. And then the second time, we'll shoot some flames out of a hole. And then we'll CGI in a rocket at the end. They won't know. They're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) This is the kind of slap-in-your-face video I kind of appreciate sometimes. So, Tim, what were you saying earlier about Antonio Subarat? You guys were sharing a link on Skype. What was it? Well, Antonio Superettes claimed that he had doxxed Tim Osman, and he gave me those docs, and I passed it on to Globebusters, and it was blasted in front of 700 people. And what Tim was explaining was that he had made that link and fed it to him or somehow leaked it. So in other words, it was a false lead, a failed dox is what he called it. But um, it just shows how the flat earthers were so mad at this uh, person who was challenging their attempt at forming a new paradigm that they were 
you know, pretty hostile. It was practically a witch hunt. But I mean, the feeling is somewhat mutual. I mean, I mean, look, if you look at how they treat anybody who questions the big question. What name did you use when you were called in that one interview on court or something like that? What was that one? What name did you use? Oh, you mean when we did the uh, city council meeting? Uh, yeah, at that time. And for people who don't know, we were working on mainstreaming flat earth, the topic, just because we figured if there's anything here, we need more people to talk about it. And it's stuck on YouTube. And what we did is we started a, a billboard campaign, Research Flat Earth. And then we went to go do a city council meeting. And we said, one of our strategies was, let's attach it to a name that makes it impossible for anybody searching for this thing to not find those videos. So we use the name Mark Sargent as a tactic because what, you, what it does is, it, my name wouldn't have gotten anywhere, but you attach so you that name. So use the name Mark Sargent? And then, yeah, and then consequently, of course, if you see after that event and after the, uh, the billboard, then we got the attention of Mad Mike Hughes. But you can see how I would say the IPS has been instrumental in taking that topic out of YouTube, mainstreaming it for you know, good or ill. I think we pretty much are ground zero for that particular meme pandemic. So did you and Antonio end up friends or just not, not talking? Uh, I was kind of friendly with Antonio. In fact, one night, I remember we goaded him into going to Manchester and doing a stand-up comedy routine and attempting to tell people the earth was flat, which he did. Um, but I, I didn't know him too well. I mostly knew, knew him through just our Skype calls. And I don't know if we ever even talked live. But um, yeah, he's one of those characters associated with this topic when it was, I guess, what, 2015, 2016? No, I know it. I knew it very well. It was a... Um, what you call it? I have his book, the Book of the Sun, and then I'm the only one that has his second book. There was 50 copies when he died, and uh, it had been donated to him. So he, um, his sister, actually sent me that one copy of the Book of Everything. Was the second book, and I'm the only one right now that has that copy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, who died? Uh, I'm I'm falling behind. Who died? Antonio. Antonio oh, okay. Antonio He's the um, I guess, ex-boyfriend of Patricia Steer. Again, this is just old, stale drama, but uh, what do you make of Antonio Superrat's books? I didn't get a chance to read them. They're, they're, they're amazing. And that's what they get me. And so I'm telling you, the people keep talking about the sun being, being something that circles around. It's the light that circles around, and then the nexus point of the light, the hot part of the light, or whatever that, I call it the ether that circles us every day. I told you about that. I think that told that makes us older. You know that's how time works. Just like the the sky's a clock. Every time the ether makes one revolution around this plane, we get one day older. And then the when you see the light coming in the morning, and then when it gets to its most powerful part of the light, that's when the sun appears. So that's how the sun's apparent. And I, and people say, well, it can't go this way in Australia and set, and it can't go this way. It has to go around this. So he really explains to that how the light, the sun can appear anywhere, as long as where the light has the strongest part. So you know we could be seen at one spot, and this other country seen at another spot. And so it really explains that real well, and explains how uh, the magnetic anomaly is actually moving. I think it towards towards 
maybe I think Japan or something like that, where where it's melting out wider on the ring, and we just keep melting out farther, and ice comes behind it. So I I really like them. And he talks the second book about time and how time is real. They say it's a man's construct. No, it's not a man's construct. There is time. We do age. Time does work, you know? It's not just made up by man, yeah. or else we wouldn't age. Hey, Armin, so, I wanted to uh, talk about a couple of the things, if you don't mind, with uh, Tim. No, no, go ahead. I was hogging the line. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I appreciate your call. I appreciate your donations always. Appreciate that. You are one of the top donors at fakeologist.com. So I appreciate all you do for the show. I want one last thing. What Tim thinks about Antonio. Go Tim. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I only know him by his work and by his debates and his participation. I don't really get into their personal lives or the drama or the beef because I don't know where. Oh, I didn't either. So I didn't care, but uh, no, I mean, we got along fine as far as our online interactions and, oh, and, he, and he showed that uh, one video of the of the double sun. His he was he his whole channel was wiped out. No strikes, no nothing. When he showed that double sun, they literally cut his whole channel off and erased everything. Anyway, I'll let you get on to the other subjects. Thank you, uh, cool. Harmon. Appreciate the call. Goodbye. Thank you so much. And I did not hang up early on Harmon either or Tim Osmond. I just want or uh, yeah, the Tim Osmond with an with an S. You were oh, no, he was. He yeah. was dropped by gravity. Yeah, I saw that in the chat. Here's something um, I like from your one of your shows. I did a clip. This is from one of your uh, out of the studio shows. Talking about hot skulls. So I'll play it because I clipped it today. Everything has a scapegoat attached to it. Gaia is mad at the right wing. So Gaia is punishing us. Gaia is punishing us with inclement weather for our bad, bad behavior. And we might have to build an ark. They might laugh at you like they laughed at Noah. Genesis 6 6, they laughed until the ark doors closed and the floodwaters came in. They love their I told you so's. But how many ways can you fear the sky? Toxic rain, toxic airborne events, meteors, uh, balloons, balloon borne EMP, aliens. Then you have the general climate change, global warming stuff. Oh, chemtrails. If you're on the right, you get a fear of chemtrails. Because uh, you don't believe in climate change, that's silly, but chemtrails, oh yeah, that stuff will kill you. Then of course there's things you might hear, might have to plug your ears eventually because you can catch a mind virus now. There's a movie called, it's a series called Hot Skull about mind viruses that spread by word of mouth so everybody wears headphones. They cover their ears and if they see somebody without their ears covered, they panic. That is a perfect example of how they took the super spreader of the virus and turned it into a super spreader of the mind virus. They made a whole show about it, and I'm pretty sure it's about us. I'm pretty sure hot skull is about us. We're a bunch of hot skulls, meaning our minds are on fire, and it, it can spread. And if they don't put it out, of course, um, it'll burn everything down. Like, we're, we're basically arsonists on the world stage. That's why they want... And the whole movie is about quarantine. It's about quarantining people. And the person of interest, the center character, the, the protagonist in Hot Skull, is someone who spends his time listening to these cassettes. And he's listening to what they call the jabbering, which is what the elite label, the information that they want banned, the gibberish, the, the jabbering, which has a tie into the jab, if you think about it. But he listens to it, and he inoculates himself against it. 
Now, the information does cause a skull to heat up, but I think that's just kind of a, a way of describing a person becoming aware and they have this burning desire to share the truth. They're becoming radicalized. Their temperament is changing. That's a really amazing... face. That's a really amazing programming they're putting in. Did you watch this series, Tim? I watched every single episode and I was blown away because it's 100% programming. And they were talking about something called ARDS, which was Acquired Reasoning Deficiency Syndrome, like mind aids, meaning your mind has no barrier and you can catch mind viruses and go crazy. So you have to plug your ears. And this is, they've already made this leap in the minds of the public between viruses and mind viruses. And yeah, this is intense programming against people spreading mind viruses. So the, this is the kind of programming that goes in your subconscious. So you, even though it's not directly saying that misinformation or disinformation or malinformation is bad, it goes in your subconscious. So you, when you, when you get this kind of information that conflicts with the official stories in your conscious, your subconscious is fighting you, I'm guessing, because if you watch this kind of movie where it's inserted. This is, yeah, and they're making, they're making that case that uh, some ideas, you can catch them and your volition's not even a, a, a question here. It's not even a factor. It's just a matter of being exposed to it. In other words, your crazy uncle runs his mouth at Thanksgiving and now yeah. five of your yeah. family members are infected with right-wingism. These guys are so damn smart. Let me play a bit of the beginning of it here. Let's hear what are they speaking? Is that gibberish? <laughs> what language is that? I think the movie's Turkish, but um, it's, oh, okay. it's overdubbed. Oh, but so it's funny. They, they call the, the forbidden speech jabbering, which sounds kind of like gibberish. Right, right. This, so oh, this is a Turkish thing that the Netflix bought? So it's not in English? It's not in English. And oh, I, I, when I watched it, I thought this is a parody of the pandemic in 2020. And it, it pretty much is. But for the watchers, they're like, oh, mind viruses. This is a scary concept. Who paid for this? Who pays for this kind of garbage? Obviously, somebody somebody um, in the culture war, someone at the top is, is paying for this. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, really. And you're looking at a movie that opens up with people in quarantine and when somebody shows up at the store without earphones on, everybody runs. Kind of like how someone right. comes in without a mask and everybody panics. God, this is just crazy. This is such subliminal programming. It's over the top. Kaldır kaçın da bir şey yapasın. 
Gerçekten yardımına ihtiyacımız var. Sen ne duydun bilmiyorum ama ben seni zannettiğim kişi değilim. Senin hala umudun var mı? Neden? Benden. Buraya kadarmış. Artık fare gibi saklanıp seyirci kalamam ben. Wow, that's something else. Okay, I don't think yeah, I, yeah, I don't like I don't watching like stuff with subtitles, but that that's that's something else. Yeah, well, I watched it so you don't have to, and it really does contain all the ideas that they want us to accept about how ideas can be spread and dangerous ideas in particular. And in the movie, the people who are jabbering are speaking what sounds like word salad nonsense. Right. But you have to remember the perspective of the mainstream conditioned mind. Somebody walking into a room and saying that shooting was fake, this historical event was fake, and this doesn't exist. It sounds like gibberish to them. Oh yeah. And so it's 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 to me the movie's pretty much spot on parody. And it's really it's 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 there to just another layer to insert into the subconscious to discredit people that dispute the official stories. Making them into the primary threats. You're the super spreader. And I think the mind virus super spreader is the new terrorist. Like, look at 9-11. They got us to look at radical mosques and radical clerics spreading these ideas. Right. And they, they merged that with misinformation spreaders who are also then, of course, spreaders of the virus. And then they've correlated that perfectly with the mind virus. And they're the ones who are spreading non-belief in climate change. And so you can blame them for the climate change, too. They've just created the ultimate scapegoat. Oh, that's good. That's some good stuff. So I linked to that on FacoTube. So that's where I put my clips. And if anyone wants to dig deeper, I always post a link to the full show, which you can click on in the description. So that's how I that's how I grab clips. And it's sometimes easier to grab a clip of audio than to write about it. So. I know you're mainly into video and audio, so I don't I don't know if you would have written about that on one of your text blogs. I know well, you have. I'll start. Yeah, I, I do. I rely quite a bit on. Uh, I've been using Substack, and you know what? Because it's like some of these topics are so intricate, and we can't always just repeat these things. But uh, we have to archive this information and show that we have a point when we're pointing out the programming the real-time concurrent programming, the predictive programming, and how they're using entertainment to bias people in certain ways. But it's far beyond you know, just selling streaming services and making money. It's far beyond taking all of your time in the attention economy. It's about shaping world views. And that's why I look at mass media as actually just a form of psychological warfare 24-7. Yeah, World War Three. Any other topics you, you wanted to talk about tonight? The, the chat, your chat is blowing up. It's going crazy. And I know you like to go to your chat to to answer. But I think I think all that happened is we just, uh, or I just inspired a huge flat earth back and forth. Well, it needed to happen. I think once in a while we should bring it up because we we're talking about, I think, taking a stand on whether you can actually assert to know what you know or if you're honest enough to say it's merely a belief. And I'm not going to say that I believe something that I don't have evidence for. And that doesn't leave me making up explanations. It just leaves me saying, I don't have all the answers. And I don't think that's a, an admission or a, of a 
you know, weakness or anything like that. It's not like we're being ignorant intentionally. We're just saying we don't know what we don't know. And the fact, like this, this is the same thing I used to see where religious people will see an atheist and assume that person is wicked or morally deficient just because they don't have the same belief system. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's what we're here to do. We're, talk, we're talking about these belief systems. And unfortunately, uh, the flat earth topic has been not only artificially suppressed in silence, but a lot of the people who still talk about it now don't even use that word. They call them true earthers. Their last conference was called a true earth conference. And that's just a consequence of being constantly berated for, I think, what's logically acceptable when it comes to skepticism. It's like, look, um, I'm a video editor. You cannot convince me the ISS internal footage is real. I can see the glitches. I can see the... No, I I agree. So the question is, why are they faking all of that? And they're still faking it to this day. Why can't we have a real view from high up? Is it because we can't get that high up? What is the reason? And this, these are the same questions I was asking back when this whole thing started. And nothing has been resolved. Just those simple questions haven't been resolved. What is the point of NASA faking all the footage all the time? It could be a number of things. And it, if even if it's not the shape, it could be a misrepresentation for other reasons. It mm-hmm. could be hiding a continent. Mm-hmm. And whatever it is, though, I, it's clear to me that the mass media's objective, and I think it's monolithic, I think that's why different networks don't call out each other yeah. doing psyops. They all agree. And I think it's all about limiting the size of our universe, both geographically and mentally. Not shocked in the FACOTube chat wanted to know if you have any opinions on communitarianism, because that's one thing I've been talking about with different people. This whole third way, this new economic religious system that has been around for a long time and now it may be what the next stage of this whole coronavirus operation and I do believe it is a military operation I'm st- even though uh, this person just appeared on Stu Peters I think this Catherine Watt I thought gave a really good possible explana- explanation about why this whole last three years has been done with such precision and why it's going so smoothly. She calls it the COVID kill box. And she shows all the documents that really exonerate the system because it's all a military operation. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at that or it's a, or in your interest. Catherine Watt. It, I will take a look because it was pretty clear to me that the real agenda behind 2020 was preparing us for this uh, permanent stasis, this human zoo where humans are locked down in cities yeah. and then nature takes over in between. That's and right. then our zookeepers are the elite. Yeah. And that is the future. That's what Mars looks like. That's what uh, the future looks like to save Gaia. Mm-hmm. They're giving us the rationale. And look, the whole white noise Ohio thing, mm-hmm. I think one of, they wanted to kill our concept of the nuclear family driving to the heartland of America. That's why they made these the family in white noise look like the Griswolds. Right. It was kill that nostalgic idea because you're not going to travel across the country anymore. You're going to go everywhere. Look, everything you need is going to be within 15 minutes is, is the new future, right? And it'll be brought to you if you can't get out. You can stay in and they'll bring it to you, bring it to your door. Oh, yes, yes. In fact, I would recommend that if you are a radical environmentalist or you believe in climate change, 
Just start or lock yourself down. Deliver. You don't have to leave your house anymore. Do it for Gaia. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, they're just a bunch of hypocrites. But have you come uh, come upon this word communitarianism? You know, I heard it spoken of um, a few times. I don't remember her name. Mm-hmm. It was a few years ago, and she was speaking about how the green movement was being used to advance. Yeah, Rosa uh, Corey know. and Nikki Rapana. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Both, yes. Both yes. I listened to ladies. a lot of her early lectures. I, I like what she had to say there. Yeah, and that's what they call the third way, and that's what they say is really the essence of COVID and Agenda 21, SDGs. I'm not sure if that's something that you're ever researching, but I, I think it's uh, good to talk about it because it really explains a lot of the attitudes and a lot of the ideas behind how they're going to just subvert the constitutions of all the world with and bringing in their, their global Governance, not govern government governance, and it's already happened and happening on a local level. Like I think yeah, you say, you're in Albu- right. you're in Albuquerque, so there's probably a sustainable Albuquerque where they want to bring in this whole smart city idea. And I I didn't even really understand what smart city stood for, but it's an acronym, or maybe someone made it into an acronym where it stands for self-monitoring analysis and reporting technologies, basically track and trace. Oh, yes. And the idea too is like in a centralized way, regulate energy might have to turn this area down. It's all about central control. And if you think about it in 2020, what happened was we saw a lot of the way we obtained products became more centralized. Everybody got acclimated to using online commerce. Bezos made 33 billion. To me, that was the point. We're talking about centralizing the distribution of goods and services. Yeah. And it's all through government-controlled corporations, and it's, it, it all is routed through the same. You, know, you, gotta, you, you can kind of see it. I think that what we're looking at is a, uh, a long-term plan, but they're conditioning us with all kinds of other little contrivances. 2020, I think, ultimately was about moving us into this green world order concept. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and again, to mention the Ohio one more time, the right-wingers were always laughing at eco-crisis people like Greta Thunberg. Right. But now, they're just like, they're, it's not climate change they're railing against, but they're pointing at the same exact problem, which is the side effects of capitalism. Right. And that's why it's all ultimately, it's taking away private property. That's, yeah, that's the target. Yeah, and that's and of course, the yeah. idea... And one more thing, I don't think they're going to have to force people into 15-minute cities or into accepting this as an improvement. They're not going to have to force people because I think they're conditioning people to accept it and the entertainment's getting so good. Who's going to leave their basements? As this no, I agree. Evolves. It'll be a carrot and stick approach where, number one, they'll use incentives to bring you in and convince you to stay in. And this whole new layer of carbon allowance, that's all. That's a whole new dimension that they will bring in with the digital ID where they will control your behavior based on the fact that you are consuming or using services that emit carbon. So it's this, this imaginary toxin, I guess, poison, car, CO2, that every single thing that you buy or do emits and it will all, everything will have a value. 
And in order for you to keep your your carbon allowance in check and not go over, is you they will offer you the smart city where you can stay in your 200 square feet and not go anywhere and therefore keep your carbon allowance in check. And if you don't use it all, you can sell it to the people that do go over. It's, it's just a whole new currency that they're going to put over top of all the other things that they'll record on your digital ID, like your social credit, your behavior score, your CBDC, which is your smart programmable money, which will also influence what you can buy and how much of it. So it's, if people fall for this, if it does work, and I don't think it will, but if it does, that's, that's how they'll do it. I think we have a historical analog here with the selling of indulgences. The yeah. rich can pollute yeah. more, they can spend more because they can still buy their way into, into the graces of God or Gaia in this case. It's selling indulgences. It's the same old scam. And they've repurposed Judgment Day and all that with, with eschatology in the form of climate change. And uh, these, this idea of smart cities and all this stuff too, it's all in the programming. I just finished the series 3%. Okay. 3% of the population, they get to leave the uh, Stone Age shanty towns and go into this high-tech island where only the 3% can live. But to get on the island, you all have to take the jab. And right sleeve is open where you can show off your vax mark, but the vax is to sterilize you. 3% unless you're, quote, purified, which means sterilized. So you have a lot of sterilized people living a modern life, and the masses are living in... Uh, the wreckage of whatever we did in the 20th century. Somebody questioned Bill Gates. They said, well, if you're so worried about the climate, why are you flying around in a private jet? Did you see that quote this week, in the last week? Oh, yeah. In fact, I played that clip. Oh, in right. I week think excuse. you did. I played it next to Kenneth Copeland, who was also questioned, how do you justify just jet, jet, jetting around the world. Oh, in your that's great! Jet. You play. Oh, you and you juxtapose juxta, juxtapose those two. I did, and I said it's the same scam. Oh, that's great. great! He's like, well, I'm saving the planet. Well, I'm saving soul. I can justify this extra. Oh man, I would. Did you put those two side by side? What show was that? Um, it was about a week ago. I will. I will clip it, and I'll make it a note here because that'd be great. Same, same type of grift. And they both have the same guilty conscience. You can kind of see it. Yeah, this is from two weeks ago, the Bill Gates video. And right, I remember when the, the woman went up to uh, Kenneth Copeland. That was fantastic. You actually mentioned uh, your use of a private jet. Let me put it to you directly. What do you say to the charge that if you are a climate change campaigner, but you also travel around the world on a private jet, you're a hypocrite? Well, I, I, by the gold standard of funding Climeworks to do direct air capture that far exceeds my family's carbon footprint. And I spend billions of dollars on, on climate innovation. So, you know, should I stay at home and not come to Kenya and learn about farming and malaria? Do people actually believe if you have a big building that pipes so-called CO2 into the ground, that makes any difference to anything in the entire world? That's, 
That is a, a belief system that is rainbows and unicorns to me. They don't mean it. They, they can't possibly mean it. Even Greta said that the West needs to be overthrown because it's based on oppressed racism. And that's when they drop the mask. They're not doing this to save the planet. They're and doing this to regulate us. Yeah. Well, I know that, but, but people have to believe in that, do they not? They have to believe that this is really a poison that we have to get rid of. I don't think you can get through the educational system without being a believer or at least professing it. And the way they're controlling discussion these days and preventing the spread of mind viruses, I think they want to eliminate the possibility that we have anybody not believing that as a, as a starting point. Is this the clip? you? I love this guy. Look, this guy, he looks like he's possessed, honestly. Yes, this is the clip where he's being questioned about his flying around the world. And she even asks him, didn't you say that flying in a plane is like getting into a tube full of demons? Which he, he did say. But yeah, go ahead. This is uh, another. Who founded Texas-based Kenneth I love this. This guy. And, and, and I don't know if you've watched um, the Remix Brothers. They love Kenneth Copeland. Have you watched the Remix Brothers on YouTube? Their uh, mashups of this guy? Oh, yes. His COVID-19 was one of the best remixes they've ever done. Yes. Oh, yeah. He he is. He, he's a gift that keeps on there giving. Not be any poor among you. He's one of many preachers who have private jets. We'd just like to ask you about why you don't want to fly. Do you think this was staged, this whole set? Do you think this was all set up? Like, how would, they, how would this woman get near him? Good question. Good question. He's got to be uh, as not. hard to get a. He's got to be as hard to get near, uh, near to as Bill Gates. Like, these people have very, very high end security. Billionaires. Right. Right. I'm leaning towards likely staged, but he does seem a little caught off guard. But I don't know. Because I, he, I was listening to. Um, I don't know if you listen to the Dollar Vigilante, who does do a lot of truth videos, and uh, he's also a crypto guy. And he was explaining that, um, actually it wasn't Dollar Vigilante, it was someone else. It was a normie guy who I listened to, a normie podcast. And he was down in uh, Mexico. And there was a billionaire on a, on a yacht who was coming in to the mainland on his helicopter. And the guy I listened to who was describing this was at a golf course to go golfing. And he was trying to get to the driving range and he was told you can't go there. And he said, why? He said, well, the, the, the guy on the, the yacht, who owns the yacht, I can't remember the guy's name, is landing on the driving range. And he's having a meeting here. My point being that billionaires have large security services that are always running interference. They're always ahead of the guy. So if the guy's going anywhere, they clear the area and secure it. I mean, that's when you're a billionaire, you have to be very careful, I would say. So the right. idea and that this, someone could walk could be, up. It could be stage damage control because they're calling him out as being a hypocrite. And his answer is just as much a non-answer as what Bill Gates. Yeah. Did, which is well, he's ready for it. By commercial Inside Edition's chief investigative correspondent, Lisa Guerrero, caught up with Copeland in Branson, Missouri, and asked him about his lavish private transportation. If I flew commercial. I'd have to stop 65% of what I'm doing. That's really the main. 
Despite Copeland getting heated at some points during the interview, he recently said during a church service that he saw the encounter as an opportunity. And just about to get in the car, Brother Copeland, and I looked up. Normally, I just get in the car and go because somebody had a camera out there. But I had this catch in my spirit said, answer her. Why, Brother Copeland, you, you own a $45 million airplane. Inside Edition did not say that Copeland owned a $45 million airplane. The cost of the jet purchased by the televangelist was not publicly available, so we had gone to ask him about it. How much money did you pay for Tyler Perry's Gulfstream jet, for example? Well, for example, that's really none of your business, but... Isn't it the business of your donor? I had an opportunity right there on Inside Edition to talk about Abraham and his wealth, to talk about the, the curse of poverty at all, and it just went out everywhere because I'm on airplane. Copeland reiterated what he told Inside Edition in 2019, that while the jet he uses may look luxurious, he got a bargain on it. This is it. All right. Okay. So anyway, we get the grift. It's 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 something else. Okay. Well, look, okay. He, he can justify it. Forty-five million. Yeah, he could have done some good in the world, but he needs to go. I don't know. And save souls, just like Bill Gates. He could show up by Zoom, but you know, it's better if he goes there in person. Even though you have climate activists setting themselves on fire to protest private jets. Yeah, him and Bill Gates are sort of one and the same, just grifting the hell out of people. And uh, yeah, one of them, one of them is like, "I got to save you from the wrath of God," and the other one's, "I got to save you from the wrath of Gaia." Exactly. And, That's uh, these are they're parallel mind control systems, and these are parallel grifters. Yeah, you're good at establishing and determining these and finding these patterns and pointing them out, and uh, that's why people should support IPS and Infinite Plane Radio. And uh, now you can, well, now you have a Veet wallet, so now you can accept Epic Cash. And uh, everyone should support people like Tim who do, I guess, their job full-time. You're doing this pretty much full-time. And likewise, I think people, they need to support anyone, uh, any channel or platform that knows what's going on and doesn't have to uh, catch out to any establishment myths. Right. And you're one of the honest channels. You know, like we got a out there that are full blown auto hoax. And I just, I, I'm suggesting that what we're aggregating is a parallel media. And yep. I will always support those channels in our hopefully growing network. But uh, thank you for setting this up for Infinite Plane Sunday. And we got great. to test out Restream. So this has been fantastic. Yeah. And we got everything working pretty well. You got it all established. And uh, yeah, this is great. And we got to keep cross promoting. And I'll keep listening to to IPS and the good thing is I don't know if you knew what you were doing intentionally but when you put your stuff on Odyssey I'm able to pull the whole video automatically into Podcast Addict it automatically downloads and that way I don't have to search it out and it just shows up my, on my phone after you've uploaded it so Odyssey is one of the only video platforms with RSS which means it can be brought into the phone automatically. And a lot of people like me, they listen to everything on their phone. They don't sit in front of their desk. So while I'm out and about, it comes in automatically through Odyssey. So as long as Odyssey keeps working, 
which hopefully it will, then um, that that is a great platform. Yes, yeah, Odyssey has been a lifesaver for me because I was kicked off Spotify unfairly, but I jumped on a Spotify and I found, I mean, Odyssey, mm-hmm. and I found it had an RSS and yeah. I plugged the RSS into a few places. And now you can find Infinite Plane Radio everywhere. iHeartRadio, iTunes, we're pretty oh, much I everywhere. But so you plug yes, the that, Odyssey RSS into all these other places and then they draw it in. A hundred percent. Exactly. That. Oh, I and see. that's why we're now, if you search infinite plane radio, it's possible to find us except on Spotify. I'm still working on it because uh, one of the reasons this channel has issues at all is we had a, a cyber stalker hack a few of my accounts recently and he right. falsely to my podcast. I'm, I'm going to get that all reconciled in court in the next couple of months, but um, you know, it's it's just to evolve, if anything, and learn new strategies for building this parallel media. When do you figure you'll be back in your your studio? I'm aiming for the first. I have a few options open, so within about three or four days, I should be back. And it's only possible because the members of the IPS think tank and listeners who support this channel have allowed me to maintain my focus. I haven't had to deviate to go do something else temporarily. That's and good. Even though I probably will. Um, I'm certainly not going to interrupt this. It's only because of the will of the listeners. Well, great. Well, hey, that just shows crowdsourcing and supporting your favorite content creator works. And uh, it's really hard to make a living doing this kind of work. But if people continue to support it, even in a small way, uh, it is possible. Because you do have a a ton of listeners. Yeah, and even if it's not... uh financial, just the commenting, the ideas, the, the leads and participation is really what matters because there's just immense value in crowdsourcing Intel the way that we do. That's what really defines this entire thing and always has and will continue in the future. And we'll continue to do this cross-promoting yeah. and taking calls. I think it's very productive and we'll, we'll do this on a regular. Yeah, we should. And it's infiniteplanesociety.com. That's, yes, infiniteplanesociety.com. It's where you go if you want to support this channel. That's the place, and it's also where you go if you want to listen. Right, and that reroutes it to another page, and you've got many links to how to support and all your social media and your Patreon and all that kind of stuff. So it's all there, and you sign up for text alerts, which uh, are expensive to maintain. I know that for sure. But we have now almost 200 people getting text alerts. If you go to InfoPlaneSociety.com, you won't miss any live streams when we have something like this or open phones, I bust it out. And that's one of the main reasons we've been able to maintain an integrated think tank is we've relied on the text messages to get everybody on the same notification. Okay, fantastic. All right, Tim, thanks a lot. I'm going to leave your, the joint stream now and then I'll just say goodbye to my audience and you can carry on if you're going to carry on. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, joining and for uh, bringing in the phone calls and everything else. And yeah. we'll do this again yeah. soon. All right. Take care. All right. Likewise. All right. Thanks. There we go. All right, everyone. We're leaving the Tim Osmond simulcast now. We are going to say goodbye on our podcast, The Fakeologist Show. There's our closeout music. We have a few people listening live here on the Fakeologist Network. I'm going to turn off the phone lines now. We've been going for an hour and a half. I was only going to go for an hour, but we started a little early to get the technical stuff going. And that worked out pretty well. Tim Osmond is one of the very few that uh, 
I listen to on a regular. Already, haven't had a chance to do any updating other than we did a audio chat today with Be Told Rick. Turned into a four and a half hour audio. So make sure you tune into that. Bakeologist.com forward slash podcast. Go to the main page here. Click on podcasts and you will get all our shows. We're up to 1,227 audio chats. As you can see here, 678 shows. That's almost 2,000 audios. If you like this stuff, fakeologist.com forward slash donate. Your support allows us to run FakeoTube, which costs a couple hundred bucks a month. Oh, I see. I'm not live anymore. Ha! I'm not live on FakeoTube anymore. That's funny because I cut off the live stream. Well, it just, just so happens I'm leaving anyway, but uh, you're getting the audio. So FakeoTube is off. As you can see on the main FakeoTube page, there's no live stream anymore. But we are closing out on the audio. So thanks for it. And we may be back tomorrow. Have a good night. <laughs>